The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling, with your host Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello and welcome to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley. Thank you for being here. I am so excited to be with you. I've been away for a bit, um, nursing some illness that's been bugging me for a few months, but I am back here today and feel great. So I love being with you whenever that happens to be for you, and I appreciate your time and just spending time with you. You know, it's been almost seven months since I started doing this radio show, and I want to thank all of you for your loyalty and for tuning in the way that you do. And thank you to those of you who have been sharing information about this radio show with your friends, and I'm so happy to see how this radio audience is growing, and I thank you for making that happen. And for those of you who wrote to me, urging me to continue to do private readings, I was surprised by that. I want to thank you for those emails. My health is improving now, and I'm available to give private readings again for those who want the privacy and the depth of healing and transformation that can happen only in a one-hour reading with me. That's what we like to do together. So please do go to mariadanley.com. I think there's something wrong with the website right today, but it's being fixed. But you can go there or you can contact me through this radio show and you can, we can sign up for a, sh- a reading with me. Excuse me. So we'll start the show today talking about you and what it means to be a legendary leader. And uh, then we're going to continue our discussion with part two of answering your higher calling today. So I'm hoping that we can start doing shows that are a bit more interactive, and I'll be taking calls throughout the show, along with calls in the second half of this show where I will be channeling for you. So please call in with comments and questions as well that you might be having around the topic of today, maybe questions about your own higher calling. And that number to call in to reach us today here at at Voice America is 866 472 5795. You can jot that down, 1 472 5795. 
So let's talk a little bit about this. As I say, it was about seven months when I started the show, and I started by talking about legendary leaders. I decided to do this show as a way to support all of the unsung heroes, you out there, who on your own, quietly, because it's very different than, uh, let's see, being the pioneers of the past that used to get in chuck wagons in groups to be the pioneers that they were. You are usually solitary and on your own, or you have your groups that you do your work in. But you are leaders, you're doing that inner work, and you're changing the world. So I want to refresh our ideas about what that means to be a legendary leader. When we think of legendary leaders, it's easy to think of them in the past. Certainly, there are the famous ones we all know in legend and in history. However, there were many leaders throughout history whose names were never written down, yet they still had impact and changed the course of the future. They were the map makers in their time. They heard an inner calling and they followed it. Many of them didn't know that what they were doing, what they were doing at the time. They were just showing up and doing what they did. And many of you listening today may not think of yourselves as leaders, let alone legendary leaders. You may not even know that the courageous inner work of transformation that you are doing on your own is heroic. However, decades from now, human consciousness will be very different. Future generations will look back at our current times of crisis, chaos, and change, and they will wonder, who were those people who changed the course of history? How did they find the courage and strength to face the unknown, to transform themselves, and follow their higher calling? They are today's legendary leaders, similar to the pioneers and pathfinders in the 19th century, who blazed trails across the West into the wilderness of America. However, the difference is that where our forefathers made physical maps into the landscape, the legendary leaders of today are making new maps in human consciousness, creating new paths, new neural pathways in their brains by their elevated thoughts, their willingness to feel their feelings, their adherence to their own higher principles, and their willingness to face the good and the bad within themselves and take personal responsibility for the impact that that is having upon them and others. They too are following their higher calling. These new map makers are as courageous and brave as any of the explorers had who who were, I should say that again, these new map makers are as courageous and brave as any of the explorers who faced the unknown before them. They are those of you, many without followers, who are quietly seeking your highest truth and are committed to deep personal change within yourself. Maybe you do realize that every positive change that you are making is influencing your friends, your families, your co-workers. However, you may not be realizing that that is leadership, legendary leadership. You are a map maker and a trailblazer, creating a new legacy that will make the way easier for generations to come. And as I like to say, you are the unsung heroes of today and tomorrow, who are making more of a significant difference than you can possibly imagine at this time because you're doing the inner work that only you can do and following the calling that only you can follow. So with that, I'm wondering, does that bring up an idea? Does it give you a sense that, yes, you may be a legendary leader or you recognize I am one of those? I see it clearly. If you'd like to talk about that, you can give us a call here at one 472 5795 And just 
to talk about what you think about what we just read or possibly ideas about your higher calling, give us a ring. Now, when I started this Legendary Leaders show about seven months ago, and I thought about writing for legendary leaders who they are, I knew that I wanted to support the legendary leaders. I thought, wouldn't it have been interesting years ago for the pioneers if in the newspapers of their day, they could have had someone or groups of people that were encouraging them on their way. And maybe they did of of sorts. But I know that the road is difficult at times. And sometimes you're going down blind alleys and sometimes you're euphoric and you find and take that level of responsibility where things transform and life just sort of fits into place. But for many of us, we're more like the, the trailblazers that are climbing those mountains or getting lost at times and the way can be difficult or dark. And particularly if we have those nasty voices in ourselves that tell us that we're going the wrong way, that we're not doing it right, that we're not good enough, all of that. We need to champion each other and be a light to keep saying, yes, keep on going. So in part one of answering your higher calling that we had the last time, we spoke of hearing a higher calling as being aware of a flow of deep inner music and higher guidance inside yourself that is eternal and always there for you to tap into. These softer voices within you that are quiet at times and at other times whisper to you, bring you quiet insights, recognitions of truth. They are loving, nurturing voices and they're a compass to guide you to your highest happiness, success, and most optimal future. As you hear these whispers and follow them, you know, certain threads and keep th- certain threads and ideas keep popping up and inspiring you to do things, to take action, which you either follow or not. But they continue to remind you of these choices, and they stay respectful of whether you answer these whispers or not. So I wonder how you are doing out there. If you did the homework that we suggested last time, we can talk and we will talk about some of the homework that we suggested last time and go further with that. Now, many times it's very easy to get lost, even when with our best intentions. And we're, we're going to talk about it as if you're in two, maybe even three different places at this time. One may be you don't know what your higher purpose is. You've been looking for it for a while. You don't know what that might mean. Those of you that have a sense of your higher purpose, but you're, you're, you're finding threads, you're finding clues, and you're on track, but it still seems pretty mystical to you. And then those are, there are those of you who feel, I have a calling, I'm on track, and I'm going for it, or I'm going for it, and I might have lost my way a little bit. I guess that's four groups, actually, as we think about it. But any way you look at it, when you're hearing this inner music and you're getting whispers or getting excited, the key to it all is to follow your passion, to follow what is fun for you. And I like to think of it this way. There isn't just one calling for each of us. There are many callings. There, there are threads. There's a calling to do this kind of service or there's a desire to do this level of depth of meditation. There's this desire to learn more about this body work or read that book. Now, they may not seem like a higher calling, but they are threads weaving something, a tapestry that you will not know and may not know for a long time, but in time you will. So the question is just keep following those passions, those callings, and as best you can try to stay in touch with your higher guidance. So many of us can lose sight 
And, and for those of you, we're going to backtrack here and say, for those of you who haven't found a higher calling, we say this to you because it's so easy to think there is going to be one day, one big, you know, gestalt or, or light in the sky or something that will say, this is your higher calling and it just hasn't happened yet. Well, we would say it's far better to just get on, pack your bag, get going, and following these little clues, these hints, these passions, whatever they may be, these insights, these desires that come to you, they are on the path. You are right on track. Now, sometimes, and this is part two of what we wanted to talk about today, sometimes we get so caught up in following what we would consider to be our higher calling, we get so involved in the doing that we choose that the doing becomes more important than just staying connected with ourselves, with our higher guidance, with that music that we've talked about, <clears throat> the higher calling. This higher calling, your higher conscious mind, is much wiser than you currently are. But it's also the you that you are becoming, and you want to stay in touch with that wisdom. So what can happen if you begin to lose your way and be led by other voices that are less conscious inside of you, which happens to all of us from time to time, or many times we can be caught in whole months and years of being on the wrong track. It may seem like it's so. Well, here are some things to think about when we lose our way. We get caught up in the busyness of life, and we forget to tune into the higher guidance. On many of the shows that we've had in the past, we've, we've given you visualizations and ideas, little techniques of breathing, little guided visualizations to help you to find your inner sanctuary, to find that inner guidance and stay with it. It's so important to do that. We can all get caught up in that busyness. Another way we can lose our way is we can get caught up more in the doing of the higher pers- purpose than the being of it. We're in a society, we're in a world that actually applauds doing and achievement that way as outer success as being far more valuable than inner doing. You know, the meditation, those personal choices when we we make a choice out of personal character where we choose not to rise up in anger or we choose to process that later or we choose not to, um, let's say, go after an addiction or, or a relationship we know that isn't good for us. Those quiet choices that are really guiding us to our highest good. And being caught up in the doing, we get so busy we forget about the music and we don't tune into it. Third, the higher purpose can get tainted with negative ambition. And that's ambition that isn't yours. What does that mean, ambition that isn't yours? When we are doing whatever we're doing from false motivation to please someone, mom or dad, a spouse, someone else it may be to please our boss even, Most often we are not acting out of our adult. When we are doing it to prove our worth, see how valuable I am, I'm doing this great cause, saving starving children in Africa, which still may be the higher calling. But it's so important to look at what is your motivation behind the work that you're doing. If you're motivated out of perfection or wanting approval, the ambition turns negative and is no longer in touch with the higher calling. Four, when we adopt a workaholic, when we adopt workaholic patterns of driving ourselves, getting caught up in competition, comparison, or using our work to feed our self-importance, a sense of aggrandizement or narcissism, we are then out of touch with that music that is trying to guide us to our evolution, our higher good. 
Fifth, when our motivation comes out of negativity, righteous anger, blame, shame, guilt, pity, murder, or control, those things that we will turn to when life isn't going perhaps the way we want it to, most often we are driven by our negative egos and not in co-creation with our higher selves. And you can think of it this way. Um, well, actually, this is one of them as well. We get driven sometimes by the need to save the world, which is martyr. We get motiv- motivated out of the belief that the world is so broken that you know I must fix it, or that you get desire. You have the desire to go change something because you're so angry. Now, sometimes that can be a beautiful motivation. Wow, I'm I'm feeling pain. This group of children in this area or that group of men or women are in pain over here. I can feel myself out of love and caring wanting to do something about that. That's a, that's a clean emotion. But when it comes out of a place of, you know, what a jerk, what a, you know, whatever it might be, it may come out of the world is in so in such dire straits that I have to be someone to roll up my sleeves and take care of it, we can definitely find ourselves being caught up in false ambition that way too. And of course, when we get caught up in ego ego agendas, when we get caught up in scarcity, there's not enough money, I'm not going to be able to make it on my own, that kind of thing. So those are some of the areas that we can turn to when we get caught or lost in trying to pursue a higher purpose, but we're actually following um, other false purposes. Does this ring a bell for you? And if it does, please call into the show. We can talk about it. I'd love to hear from you. And I realize this is new for me. I normally don't do this asking you to call in and just chat with me, but I would love that. Please call in. And I think you have that number. It's 866-472-5795. We're going to just take a momentary break and we'll be back in a moment. Part one of answering your higher calling, we spoke about techniques that you can do. We spoke about two techniques that I suggest that you do to find your higher purpose. Now, this is if you don't know what your higher purpose is, if you want to go deeper in finding your higher purpose, or to see if you want to tweak your higher purpose. And again, it's not about finding the one thing. It's, I want to be excited or inspired by the many threads that I'm pursuing. Some will lead to, to, let's say, dead ends, but having pursued a thread to a dead end will often have lessons that you needed along your way. So in these two techniques that I gave you the last time, the first thing I was saying to you was that it's really important that you handle your current duties and obligations. Now, why is that important? Part of it is because if we don't handle our duties and obligations, we can easily find ourselves slipping into some of the negative ambition that I was talking about, getting into martyr, being angry, not feeling we have time to do what we want or to pursue our higher calling. So before I said it this way, to make a list and write out in detail all of your current duties and obligations. And as you make that first list of what that may be, what are your duties and obligations? It's 
paying the rent certainly on your home, and it certainly may be taking care of loved ones or perhaps an ailing parent. It may be a number of things, but as you make a list and really detail it, okay, I've got the cats to take care of. I have um, my niece who's in pain. It may be a number of things. And what you'll do is you'll look at each of those and write down how you want to take responsibility for it. It's sort of like consciously returning to the list of what you're holding right now as perhaps a burden, perhaps holding it as a joy or something that you enjoy that you're happy to be doing. But when it's a burden and something that you really haven't, you're not not feeling a choice about, it's important to take back your power and be back in choice. So how do we do that? Let's say, for example, the way to do that would be that you can look at the list and see that, um, all right, I have to take care of the dogs, even though if I don't want to do that. Some people delegate people to walk their dogs and take care of them. You may not want to think of it that way. But if you might say, how can I look at this, this time with the dogs or whatever, the, it may be that, it may be another thing. How can I find myself so this is more in alignment with my higher self, so my higher purpose? It may be that the, do- the dogs are here to remind me to play. They're here to show me about unconditional love, or they're here to remind me that I can be nurturing and, and remind me of other things. Perhaps that leash and taking the dogs out is a way that I get out into nature or I get out into the moor. But it's the way that you think about it, the motivation you choose, which is what makes this list of duties and obligations that can turn them into responsibilities that you want to have. Now, some you may just want to delegate and that would be fine. Realize, wow, okay, I've been taking care of my mother now for a good year. I could delegate that or I could actually enroll another family member to be doing this. Perhaps there's another way to handle that. So this is a, 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 a this is one thing that you want to be doing is to make a list of your duties and obligations, and you want to get to a point where you have this list, you're checking on it, and you're creating healthy reasons why you're doing them, making sure that your perspective is one of desire and purpose, and not martyr, suffering, struggle, or sacrifice. And if you find an obligation that is martyred or out of struggle like work that you don't want to be doing or a fear that you're going for that out of scarcity, then you can work also with your higher self, asking them, please help me to find a different perspective on this. Please help to lift this burden so I can be free of the way that I'm holding it. We're going to be coming back in about, um, we're actually going to take a break in a little while, but before we go to the break, We're going to come back and do some channeling for those of you who call in. We do ask you to call in. But the second thing we'll remind you was to have, was to make another two lists. One that is a list of your passions, no shorter than 10 things, and another list that is areas that you feel concern in the world. And this, each list, the one with passions, all the things you like to do in your off time when nobody's looking, it can be a number of pleasurable things. And the other list is areas of concern where there's hurt in the world or areas perhaps in politics or in, um, in your community. It might be in many places. But within those two lists, your passions and the work, or let's say the area where you see concern that kind of keeps drawing you. Remember that hearing the music are like threads that are pulling you in different directions, pulling you toward your highest good. So in following those threads, you may want to 
see what is there where you're where you could answer a need in the world. And somewhere between what you love to do and need in the world, you're going to find something that is in alignment with your higher purpose. So I'm going to ask for you to, uh, we're going to take a break here. Please call in. We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to do some channeling. For those of you who want to take deeper responsibility for whatever your current circumstances are in health, love, love, finance, it can be anything. If you'll call in, I'm going to do some channeling. And the phone number again is 866-472-5795. So please call in. We're going to take a break. her beauty she opens her body she opens her lips and her presence is divine she opens her heart and draws you into the forest she caresses you by Listening to Legendary Leaders with Maria Danley. To receive the answer to your most burning question, please call 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. Now, let's return to Legendary Leaders. Well, hello and welcome back. We're going to be channeling, and we again invite any of you out there who are listening that would like to get some questions answered from your higher self to please call in to that number we said. We're going to be doing that in a moment. In the meantime, the last time we spoke, we, we took you on a brief guided visualization, which was to, in a sense, get the sense of what it's like to connect to your higher self briefly. So when you're driving in your car, when you're in your day, when you're sitting in a meeting, Without even having to close your eyes, you can connect to your higher self. And the way you want, the reason you want to do this, this they are the compass. They are the way to lead you to your higher purpose, your higher calling. And the way to do that is just by taking a deep breath in. And those of you that would like to do it now, we're going to just remind you and do a brief version of this. You'd be taking a breath in, full breath and hold it, and then letting it out. Gently letting it out. And at the end of your exhale, holding it for a moment or two. With the intention, holding the intention, I want to connect with my higher self, my essential self, and breathing in. Holding it, holding it. And now letting go. (sighs) 
That's right. Now gently imagine yourself sinking into an inner sanctuary, a quiet place apart. And perhaps you've done that where you've worked with your inner sanctuary before. Perhaps that's new to you, but imagine a quiet place, a place where you're growing and going more deeply inside yourself to find some peace and quiet with the intention I'm connecting with the more of me, the higher self, the essential self. That's right. And for many of you who have decorated this inner sanctuary, it may look like a place with two chairs by a fire in a cozy room, and maybe by a stream or a waterfall somewhere in nature. Wherever that may be, find yourself there. The subconscious can take you there. And have that sense of feeling, I am connecting with my higher self. I'm connecting with more of me as you sink down and go deeper. And again, all this still can be done with eyes open, just with your intention. And now imagine that you are connected to this higher self, this essential self. And feel it. Feel what it feels like for you in your body to connect to an energy bigger than you. And sense the peace. Sense their love for you. That's right. Opening up and feeling more of that. Excellent. And you may have a sense of what they look like. They may take form. They may not. They may just be a feeling of presence. And you may even want to say, I call in my higher self. I call in my essential self. I wish to connect at this time. And you may feel them loving you, you may not, that's okay. As you do this, know that you're creating new neural pathways in your brain that are reaching for more, that are stretching for the more of you, and that's good. And as you sense them there, feel their presence, notice again how your body feels. Is it relaxed? What are your words to describe this feeling of connecting to the higher self? I heard these words in class. I'm in the emergence class, and one woman shared this so beautiful phrase. Her higher self had said to her, When you remember me, remember me loving you. And imagine your higher self saying that to you. Whenever you remember me, remember me loving you. And sink a bit deeper now into that love. And now here is a technique as well to bring any part of you that is grumbling or concerned or perhaps is just 
very involved in something that's going on in your life. It may be a problem. It may be a concern about a loved one, a friend. It may be an issue that's just really bugging you. There is some voice inside of you that wants to be seen or heard on this topic. And you staying connected to your higher self. Imagine that part of you, just imagine them now coming into this sanctuary, into this room where you are, and letting them speak. I'm scared about this, or I don't want to do that, whatever it may be. And hear them venting or speaking. Speaking up, I'm tired of this at work. And with compassion, just feel them there. Hear what they have to say without getting caught up in their story or their pain. Just listen with compassion. Letting them say whatever it is they have to say. And then feel as they do when they come to a completion or they may have feelings they need to feel or something they want to rant about. Some injustice, injustice, some pain, something they're tired of or frightened about. And you can watch them, hear them, and feel compassion almost as a parent would for a child or for someone in need. And now gently ask your higher self to embrace both of you like a bubble of light, a bubble of love to enfold you, enfold this one. And sense them either dissolving into this light or perhaps rising up, being lifted into the higher conscious mind, this loving being that you are, that is both you and more than you. And in this more altered state, you can see this issue from a very different perspective and release it or have new insights about it. That's good. So again, feeling the love of that higher self And this time you can sense them shedding that same love on this other part of you that was scared or annoyed or bored, whatever that might have been. And that voice, you can hear them saying, when you remember me, remember me loving you. And then thank them. You can stay in this bubble of light, of love. Anytime you wish, you can return to it. We went a little deeper here than we thought, but we could also say you can do a lighter version of that with eyes open and throughout your day. But when you do this, when you connect with your higher self, it's a way that you know that you're staying more on track. Just as you did in this little exercise You can ask questions, am I on track with this particular work? What is my motivation 
for doing this? Is this my higher purpose? Am I using it for negative ambition? Am I doing it for self-aggrandizement or self-importance? Because I really don't think I have the level of value that I'd like to have, but that cause gives that to me. And this is a way to stay on track on a daily basis so that, yes, you're following the North Star of your higher self, your higher conscious mind, but you're also staying in tune with yourself to check your motivations and to follow your highest truth. We'll count you back. It's not really a meditation. One, two, coming back. Three, four, and five. You can open your eyes and be back present in the room. Take a deep breath with me. And let that out with a sound. And now taking another deep breath. And letting that out with a sound. Great. So again, if anybody wants to have any, uh, to make a comment or would like any channeling, we are open for channeling today. You can call, and I think we will still have time before the end of today, the end of the, the show, 1-866-472-5795. And call on in at this time. One thing that I am doing that I'm absolutely loving while I've been disengaging from a lot of work while I've been going through this um, health challenge, which is is fascinating. It's opening up so many treasures of discovery for me. But one of those is working with a woman named Patricia Ellsberg, and we hope that she will be a guest on our show. And she is leading a course based on the book of Barbara Marks Hubbard, Emergence. We've mentioned that many times on this show. But in this class, we are going deeper and deeper in our work with our higher self. And it, I can feel it rewiring my brain, my body, and the ease now with which I can feel my higher self coming in and loving me. It's just a thought away, and I can feel the love pouring in. And the phrase I gave you a moment ago, the phrase of, let's say, your higher self saying, when you remember me, remember me loving you, I realize that can turn in time as you practice it into a perpetual a perpetual cycle, a circle of love, where you're, you're feeling love for the higher you, the higher conscious mind, the essential self, whatever you like to call it. And you immediately are feeling them loving you. And that love goes back to the, your higher self, and that love comes back to you. And I'm discovering that this is the love of my life, that this love is always there, it is always feeding me, and when I tap into it, my needs are met, I don't have the anxiety to the desire that I have to get out and find love outside of myself. I love the love of my friends and family and the love outside of myself. But each of us has an inheritance of a perpetual love inside of us that we can tap into at any time. And for those of you that haven't read this book, I so highly recommend it, Emergence by Barbara Marks Hubbard. And Patricia Ellsberg in her classes, she's been helping me to see how, 
how deeply connected we can be as if we're incarnating this higher self. And I see that we, as legendary leaders, as we let this incarnation, we let this love imbue our lives, it starts opening up new doors, new possibilities, completely different ways of thinking of success. I guess I think of it now, especially since I disengaged from the work that I was doing and I just had to stop pushing myself because of being sick. But I think now that all of this has been a gift, that the other other way of doing it, I was holding it that life was really more about my doing, doing, achieving, and doing all these wonderful things for other people in this world, whatever, supporting myself, having a happy life, all of that is, is wonderful and true. But I didn't know that we could actually be more on track with our higher purpose by stopping the busyness, by stopping climbing the mountains, by having deeper periods of quiet when we really just do what we want to do. I've been in a couple months of this now, and it, it, it's so radically changing everything in my life. And I'm finding that being motivated out of that quiet desire and connection with my higher self being my my singular priority, my top priority, that out of that, all kinds of lovely opportunities and love and those little sparkles of synchronicities we all love, that they come in unexpectedly. I see we have a caller from Canada. Ellen, if you are there, I think we still have time to, to talk to you. So thank you for calling in. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Do you have a comment or a thought about today's show? Or a question? Well, actually, all of the above. <laughs> uh, I got a, a good timbits on um, what I can use for myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, a concern was more what came up for me in the meditation. Um, and this sounds maybe silly, but I know for as long as I can remember, I have this scarcity mindset on money. Yes. And, uh, well, as you know, it, it really bleeds into every aspect of your life. Yes. And I did a wonderful course on that, Unleashing the Energy of, of Money from uh, Maria Nimeth, mm-hmm. what helped me tremendous. But what I still notice is um, every month when I have to pay my bills, there is this little spark goes off. And in a way of, I know I can handle it, but it's, it's still kind of a residue of the old. Yes. And I was kind of wondering, is there any way to get rid of that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so let's look a little deeper. We, we do know that the, what it is triggering is a much younger part of you, and uh, you could say collectively the lesser part of you. But let me talk with your higher self. And we did not get your last name, which helps us a lot. Where are you in Canada, Ellen? In Ontario, in in Wingham. Okay, one second. Well, they're talking to me. They're giving me pictures of you. Um, they were saying somewhere where, I don't know if it's around eight years old, but in your childhood, there there was stuff going on in your home or in some of the patterns, we want to say some of the scarcity or, uh, let's say, charged uh, stuff going on around money in your family anyway. But there's also, a, the, we, we see a cross, like a, some wires crossed around 
it's, it's kind of complex, where you are uh, a, a, a sense of lack of value, a sense of I'm not going to make it, a sense of fear around that. But um, it's like there's a, a, a younger child in you that can that gets, get pan, would panic. And again, it wasn't as much about scarcity, but it was more of a panic of, I don't know if I can keep up. I don't know if I can make it. Was there something going on, either an illness or something at the time where this child really felt that she was kind of abandoned or was alone or had to do things on her own and she was so frightened? Does that ring a bell? Yes, but I would say that was at the time I turned five. Okay, so it was younger. And what was going on at that time, Alan? Well, I was five. And uh, my brother was born, and I'm the fourth of, uh, of the four oldest. Yeah. And my younger brother was born, and he was born with spina bifida. Oh, uh-huh. And at that moment, um, I would say I lost my parents, uh, not by choice, but it was just everybody was in uh, survival mode. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and that, that's, that's what we do sense here is that, and you're right on with that, that in that moment there was a, a, like an abandonment, but it was, it was, we were looking at you, you're kind of, not the center of attention, you had other siblings, but there was more of a focus of, you know, we're all kind of more together here, but that is coming in with that, and then the, the panic of both of your parents, like the, most of the, the thoughts, the attention had to go to your, to your brother. But there was a moment in that where you made up also decisions about yourself, and you know, every child has to make up uh, how the world makes sense to them, if it makes sense, and mm-hmm. they make up stories about what it means. So we sense if you will do some journaling. I don't know if you do that on or if you meditate, but to go find that girl, and she needs to kind of vent her feelings about this. She needs to talk about it. So you or have grown up. We adults, we can, we can manage certain things and feel fine about them later. A little annoyed, but. She didn't have a voice. It was sort of like she had to take it or leave it. And, and there was no leaving it. She had to just take it. But she, one, she felt cut off. She felt abandoned. She also felt the panic of her mother, we want to say, and your father. But it was more clearly in the mother that we pick up the energy of it. And um, that at that time, she felt, didn't, she felt she lost her parents. And now all the attention was going to be for her brother. She had all kinds of feelings. She thought she didn't have a right to feel like anger that he had this. Mm-hmm. Um, upset that it happened, and so those emotions we see are being are trapped still in her, and so what we sense is if you go in and be with that girl and let her express that you know I'm 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 angry and why was he even born and ooh you shouldn't be feeling that no no let her have it up let her voice it and you see you're going in now as her future self so you're holding space as an adult to say come here let, let's talk about this and see imagine the baby is just born or they've just found out. And give her voice and encourage her. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here just to listen. And don't try and fix it or make it good. Oh, it's going to be better in the future. Oh, you're going to be okay. No. Give her space to feel and rent. And and um, she has lots of images that therefore she doesn't matter as much. And we sense that that's what's happening when you're going to you know pay a bill or something. You get that little charge. It's a place of, I just might not make it. I might get abandoned again. And you know it's irrational. But this is a sense of where we, at least this is where your higher self is telling us that that trigger is. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, we are, um, 
I think that's a place to start and really dig in there. And we know that you have, um, you have such a light heart and uh, a way of making people feel good. And um, sometimes getting into some of these other places where there's pain or real sorrow, we want to say some deep sadness in there too, um, Ellen, to give yourself that kind of permission, okay? To really take time if you have to close the door, turn off you know, computer and phones and everything and just really be with that girl. You're going to find the compassion and weep for how lost and lonely she was that she really felt she'd lost her family at that point. I absolutely will do that. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. We appreciate that. Well, thank you. Okay. Bye. And we see Kate from Buffalo. We, are you there? Yes, I am. Well, hello and welcome hello. to the show. Thanks. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Well, thank you for calling in. And how may we help you today? I, I want to make a comment. I miss Merlin. I love Merlin. I love your stories about Merlin and the Knight's Table. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I just hadn't, didn't have the energy to go to that level of, uh, of inner work, and that's one of the reasons we put Merlin on hold for a while. Merlin is not on hold by any means. He's happy and well. But the work that it took to get in there and do that and then deliver it, I didn't have the energy while I was sick. So we're happy to, to get back to that, and we're getting well now with the, the healing protocol. I'm glad you said it because I love Merlin and the Arthur and the, the Knights of the Round and ladies, and we're happy to get back to that. But thank you for the comment. Is there... Anything else? Any question? Anything else you'd I like want, to Yeah, I wanted to say thank you for the meditation today. I am going through a health crisis right now. Yeah. And everybody around me has been very, very scared and yeah. to the point of bullying only because I'm, I'm realizing that they're scared and that's what's coming out. And going through the meditation today and listening to myself and my higher power, I'm also the one that's scared without even realizing it because I'm just going through the emotions that need to be done and not dealing with the emotional stuff itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you're right on with that. And you see, you also have it coming at you from all sides because you have family and friends, everybody getting the news about your condition and calling. And so there's a lot of activity, activity with doctors, activity with this authority and that person. And now you got to do this and got to do that. It's a time of real swirling, Kate. And for you who has difficulty in, in going deeper into those feelings, because you, again, you're, you are a people pleaser. You can stay on the service to make other people feel comfortable, even though inside you can be pretty angry at them all at, from time to time. You know, not them all, but from time to time. You know what I mean? And this is, we would like to say it this way, Kate. This is a wake-up call where you are being called to love Kate. You are being called... I need my time. I need to say no. I need to be clear with my boundaries. No, I'm not going to pick up every phone call or see to everybody else's need. And you're used to quite a list of people who lean on you to get their needs met, correct? Yes. And even if if they're, some of them you don't even speak to, we sense that there are a lot of energy cords, especially from... Um, past and family and whatever, with lots of opinions, a lot of judgment. Not necessarily about this. Some of them may not even know about it. But there's like all this stuff in, in the vibration here of just that has been a, like a suitcase of burden um, that has been laid upon you. And we'd say, this is a wake-up call. This is about me now being the nurturing mother to me and letting my higher self be the nurturing love to me and me receiving that love and slowing down 
those choices so I can really look at them. And you know, the best way to slow things down is to go into a meditative state and really slow it down, sinking into the brain, into theta, delta, a deeper state of consciousness instead of the one that we have in our conscious minds. And saying, what do I really want? Okay, I'm scared. I'm going to sit with my higher self and feel my fear. And of course, I'll want to chatter and sometimes jump right back out into a story or an observation. But no, I ask my higher self, help me to feel how scared I really am. And stay with that fear and and open that third chakra as we've talked about before to let those emotions flow. You may want to find the recording on that so you can do one of those longer periods where you practice feeling your emotions like a river coming out of that third chakra parallel to the ground like a river flowing out and flowing out because there's a lot in here, Kate. It will really help. And it'll make the other, not only choices go more easily, you know, which doctor uh, should I do alternative? What what should I be doing here? But it's also going to help you stay more in touch with you, more stable in your body, more grounded, more connected to your body that needs you at this time. It, It does. And we will say this, we do see this more as a wake up call. It's sort of like, come on, Kate, we're focusing back over here now on you and loving you. And it's we don't sense that it's going to go into some much scarier place as your negative ego wants to frighten you. Oh, you know, this is just this, this is, you know, we won't even say it. Um, you're at this place with this and it's going to be at this place in whatever. And the booga booga of it is trying to scare you. So remember, ask your higher self, circle my negative ego with white light. And put it out that put it outside this time space dimension to mature at this time to give me rest, and you know journal when you have things that you want to express and get that out too. Does that make sense? Here I thought yes. Here I thought it was everybody else's scaredness that was driving me crazy. Yeah. You know, it could be worse. It's going to get worse. Be careful. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. And forcing it down my throat of what they want because they're so scared. And I'm like, I can't even breathe to even figure out what I want. Yeah. Well, this will be big for you, Kate, because we know that you're um, extroverted. And we would suggest that you really might want to consider, even if it takes, you know, five minutes at a time, 20 minutes and a half hour, an hour. But you start practicing, you know, shutting off phones, not jumping to the next thing that your your monkey mind, you might have heard that phrase, uh, wants you to do next, Okay. And to get yeah. pra- start practicing inner, deeper inner quiet and, and taking that. And I know you've got, you know, just separating that time. I've got this time when I really am focused on just this quiet and being with myself and really getting into my feelings and being relating to me. Okay, now in, in this hour, I'll, I'll look to this and that and returning that call to this doctor, whatever it might be. Okay, we've got two more minutes into the show. So before the show closes today, Kate, but I want to thank you for calling in today. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for your time, too. Bye. It's always good talking with you. And that is all the time that we have today. We want to thank all of you for listening. And one new thing I want to share with you, and I'm very excited to tell you, is that um, we have just launched a Legendary Leader Facebook page that all of you can go to. And in the future, you'll be able to get news and information about the show and just join the community. And that's at www.facebook.com forward slash Legendary Leaders Radio Show. Google that or look for that. Legendary Leaders Radio Show. And please tell your friends about that as well. Come visit us on Facebook. We would appreciate that. So for all of you, again, thank you for listening to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling today. 
It's always an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you are destined to be. And until next week, I send you my love and best wishes. And also, in this time of independence, as 4th of July is around the corner, I'm also bidding you more independence and freedom in your own lives. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week.